0: We have a lot to talk about today. Um, this is going to be a good one. Uh, today is uh, August 21st, 2021. Welcome to the Thaygate podcast, the official podcast at of thethaygate.com. I'm your host, Junior, and Thank you for tuning in. These are only my opinions. These are podcasts podcast, future podcasts, should I consider my financial advice? Um, I have stock positions in AMD and NVIDIA. Thank you. Okay, in the intro and in the next like two or three minutes, you're going to hear a high pitched ringing or ring in the background as I'm speaking, and that's due to technical issues with my mic. Uh, Twitch streamer, no, Twitch, uh, sorry, Twitch chat viewers um, and Twitch chat know about this problem. Uh, and I fix it, uh, you know, a, f- a few minutes in. So just bear with me for the next two or three minutes, uh, the high pitch ringing noise will stop. Um, but I fixed it, and I'll go into a little bit more on how I fixed it and what was the problem. Uh, maybe, you know, near the, near the end of the episode, but I'm glad I fixed it. And, uh, don't think that the high pitch ringing is going to be forever. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, jumping into earnings this week, you have JD before open on Monday. Um, before open on Tuesday, you have Best Buy. After close on Tuesday, you have Intuit, the makers of like TurboTax and whatnot. Uh, you also have Nordstrom, Urban Outfitters. Uh, before open on Wednesday, you have Dick's Sporting Goods, Express. After close on Wednesday, you have Salesforce, Snowflake, Ulta, Splunk, Autodesk, Box. Uh, before open on Thursday, you have Dollar General and Dollar Tree, as well as Burlington Coat Factory and TD Ameritrade. After close on Thursday, you have Peloton and Gap, as well as uh, Hewlett Packard and Dell Technologies. Alright, a few things to uh, look at this week. There's a lot of retail. There's Best Buy, uh, Express, Dick's Sporting Goods, Urban Outfitters, Nordstrom, uh, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Burlington Co Factory. And so, you know, if this is going to be any sort of trend like we've been seeing for like Target and Walmart, is that you're gonna see consumer spending still go up. And uh, we watched a video. I see the high pitch ringing is gone, or, or at least way less quiet. Um, <laughs> uh, so we watched a video w- uh, that had Tom Nash in it. He was explaining to us just something about uh, Tesla puts being good, Michael Burry or whatever, talking about inflation uh, being a play. Um, and one of the points that he brought up was that we, you can tell that inflation is on the rise if consumers spending at retail stores, Uh, go dramatically up which we saw with target and walmart's numbers and so with uh the earnings of this week like best buy um dollar general dollar tree urban outfitters nordstrom i'd say that beating expectations like most of the time is expected so uh be very careful when trying to buy either side whether if you think you're michael burry and you're like wow people don't shop at Nordstrom anymore and I know this because I'm a college student and none of my friends are girls or dudes shop at Nordstrom and I can make this judgment call with this anecdotal one piece sample data point on goodbye puts and you also have to be careful of the other side of saying like oh well because Walmart and Target's going up and Junie said consumer spending is going up on goodbye calls earnings are very binary they're very dangerous there's many different ways you can make uh, there's many different ways you can make money but I'd say equally or more ways you can lose money so be very very careful these should be done exclusively for fun um, and uh, that's it uh, I'm just really glad that the mic uh, pitch thing is over um, this has been like a problem on the twitch stream and I finally know exactly why I use a yeti blue mic and uh apparently uh there's this interference that happens uh you know if you plug it into a bad port my twitch viewers know that like my motherboard short circuits every once in a while uh, so i need to get that fixed or replaced Um, but for now i've plugged it into a different port on the front of my pc instead of directly into the motherboard and that's fixed the issue for now maybe it comes up later in the podcast episode not sure but Uh, I'm glad it's fixed for now. All right. Uh, This week. on the ThetaGain.com website update section, I'm gonna read off a few emails. Uh, I've gotten quite a few from like, you know, like just this month. Um, yeah, I mean, really, I don't have that big of a backlog of emails. I try my very best to answer um Like every single one basically that comes in I'm not like a big famous person so like I have the time (laughs) to read these I don't I might not have the time to reply to each one but I definitely have the time to at least read them so uh, if you wanted to send me an email you can send me an email at juni at datagame.com it's not going to guarantee that a guarantee reply like on the podcast or even a reply in the email but if you have the time and if you want to just shoot your shot then (laughs) by all means go for it (laughs) Um, this question is brought to us on the podcast by Mr. Sneezy, who is a patron, uh, of the Theta Gang Discord. Um, Mr. Sneezy asks, any chance you are considering adding diagonal spreads to trade types? Uh, if there are reasons you don't want to add them, I get it. They are complicated trades and maybe not exactly the style that Theta Gang is all about. I've been doing a lot of them, but generally haven't been logging these trades on the site since it requires entering two separate trades and that's totally cool but just asking because of course it's easier faster to log these spreads as one trade versus two all right uh first and foremost let's thank mr sneezy for bringing up um you know a very commonly requested question i think i might have addressed it in an earlier uh podcast but maybe like a few tens of episodes ago right um the main reason why um diagonal spreads or ratio spreads are not supported on the website is because they're very hard to manage and it's very hard to create like an intuitive flow for those especially for those that um, go in and back out of trades or um, switch up their plan midway Um, if you already use the site you know that the site is very what you see what you get like if you see a long naked call on the website, you know that's a long naked call. Uh, if you see a cash secured put, it's a cash secured put. It's like, it's not part of any other trade. It's really just one trade and you see it and you get all the face value just right there. What is tricky about the diagonal spreads, it has multiple expiration dates and has mul- as different strike prices. Um, if you were to open a diagonal spread and say you wanted to close one side of it, or roll one side of it, or yeah, you know, just uh, maybe open another um, side of it. Uh, maybe you're doing a ratio spread now. You want to add on another long call or something. Um, then it gets really messy, and it's very hard to uh, you know present that to a user wanting to follow your diagonal spread or show or want, wanting to view your diagonal spread. Um, and the main reason why I'm choosing not to support it at the moment is because you said it yourself. it is it is doable right now. you can absolutely uh, open two separate trades. I understand that it is a pain but it will be less of a pain in case if you wanted to roll a trade, in case if you wanted to close one side early, in case if you wanted to add another quantity. Um, There is a version coming probably in 2022 where we will start experimenting with um, like separate contracts and the contracts that you have open dictate what style of trade you're currently doing. For example, if you open a long naked call, uh, you have a long naked call position. If you then later in the day you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I feel bad about opening this long naked call. I'm down to cap my gains for in return for some premium. You then sell the short naked call. Um, that's a few strikes higher, and then now your entire position is a call credit spread. Uh, right? That sounds super, super good. I can already tell some of you that are listening to this are like, wow, Junie, like, why did you not go with this idea? Why did you not do this? It sounds so much better. And the this method requires you to, every time you want to, say, open a iron condor, you have to now put in four different prices of which you got your strikes. You have to put in four different strikes. You have to do all these things that require you to do uh, a lot of like mental gymnastics as you're inputting your trade and one of the things i like to emphasize on the website is making sure that entering trades is fun and it's fast because entering trades is asking a lot for to a user like if i'm asking you hey come to my website and log your trades that is a huge ask especially if you're also down on your trades or you have a complicated system if I'm asking you to hey, please, you know, I think your ideas are cool, come share them on the website, uh, you know, get a following going. It's a big ask. And what I'm just trying to protect people from is getting in these weird scenarios where they're starting to double back on the things that you know, they, they said that they would do, um, and do all these different styles of trading. And I think I enable that by just keeping the trades simple, and I keep them fun. Now, the thing that isn't fun or you know at least in my eyes is hearing that you know you'd rather not put in the trade at all like you just would rather you know maybe just not log this style of trade because it's a little bit a pain of a butt to log uh, two trades instead of one and so that's the trade-off that I'm choosing is that I am specifically choosing to keep the inputs of you know logging trades fun and fast in exchange for not getting everyone's every single trade That's a trade off that I'm choosing right now. And I think it. I believe it's the right decision. We'll see, you know, maybe like a year down the line, maybe this is my biggest regret, but um, I like the philosophy of what you see is what you get. And when you go to the website, you look at any trade, you know that you get all the information of that trade right there. It's presented to you. It's very simple and uh, it's easy to understand. And so good luck with trading. Oh, one last thing. Here's here's a (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying controversial I made the website I'm gonna (laughs) one of the more like uh, volatile points I could bring up that always sparks a good bit of discussion is that I don't I don't want you to log every single trade I don't like that pressure right There's one specific reason why you should log every single trade There's a few specific reasons Okay I'm not gonna just say one. Here's a few specific reasons for uh, if you want to log every single trade. Maybe you're tired of losing and you want to, you know, justify uh, using someone's strategy. Like you go on Twitter, you find a guru that you really like, and you start following her or his trades, and um, you start logging them. And you start noticing like you're starting to win, and you can like justifiably see in your data in your logs like, hey, this person's strategy works. I'm gonna keep doing this. So that's one thing. That's one really cool way of using the website. Another thing, or another way of using, or another reason to log trades is to prove if your strategy works, right? Like if you're thinking that you're one of the best traders ever, if you're thinking about quitting your day job, if you're thinking about doing anything, you owe it to yourself to prove that you understand what you're doing. And if you can leave notes behind every trade and log and hold yourself accountable, I think it's a very, very good test. The third reason why you would log all your trades is if you wanted to use the website's uh, stock or wheel tracker, right? Then in that case, if you wanted to count your premiums for a specific ticker, yeah, you would need to log all your trades to make sure you have the correct cost basis. But nothing really there dictates you having to do it on 30 game.com You can absolutely just have your own spreadsheet if that's just easier for you to maintain. Though, you know, people will, argue that you can't really uh validify that your spreadsheet is legit because you're the one just inputting it in there there's no like common back end that everyone shares uh, which is what Trading.com provides now with all that said you don't have to log every single trade i feel like it's almost unhealthy right expecting other people to do what i do um because i'm held to almost like a different standard i have like a i have a podcast i have a i i code the website i talk all the smoke i talk on twitter i have to do this essentially like if i want to keep talking how i talk on twitter and sometimes how i talk on the podcast like i gotta show (laughs) because if i don't show I'm just like everybody everybody else on twitter that just says that they're the the best trader ever but i'm not going to show you any of my losses or wins right so um don't think that you need to show every single trade, Mr. Sneezy. I love that you brought that up. Uh, you know, and it is it is something that I want to address at some point. I did mention, you know, V three in the future could possibly be uh handling individual contracts. I imagine that this would be beta tested by the patrons first and then released. If it worked out well, I could really imagine this though not being as fun as people think it is. I feel like I'm Blizzard right now. Oh really? With the whole oh you, you guys and girls don't really want World of Warcraft Classic. You 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 think you want it, but you don't. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm not to be that right now, but <laughs> oh, oof, oof. But in my defense, World of Warcraft Classic is also dying. So, or I I consider it dead to be honest. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay, and just going down the line. Um I'm reading some emails now. This is no longer the Discord area, but uh just just the email. Uh I have an email uh from uh Kettle. I think that's how you pronounce it, Kettle. Hey junie just started an LLC to pool my friends and family play money and act as a portfolio manager with emphasis on dating strategies. I don't think you have but it would be cool for you to do an episode on using other people's money and how risk neutral strategies might be beneficial over covered calls or cash secured puts my username is beep on your site and beep on twitch in case you want to review my performance so far i enjoy being a part of your community and hope to continue being a part of it as it grows p.s i wouldn't mind some pointers on setting up my website and using the domain as part of my email I am very tech-savvy and familiar with code scripting and Linux as I am going to host my website on a Raspberry Pi. Take care, Kettle. Okay, Kettle, like, congrats for having this fire and drive to do this sort of thing. I'm just going to start off the bat and say this is a really dangerous idea. Um, Handling other people's money to trade with is a very quick way to make enemies out of friends, uh, let alone family. Some, like, a, a very, very hard rule of mine with with just money in general is I don't give it to anybody if you are if you're listening to this podcast and I've given you like a dollar or something or like paid for your meal I love you like it by 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 all means if I have paid for you I genuinely love you like I think you're an awesome person it's just how I show my love is that I have a very hard rule where I don't like to like muddy up money or like debt or anything so like i really prefer that you know we just keep things like hey maybe we'll talk about stocks if you just keep it fun but i don't want to start talking stocks with you seriously if you're really trying to like yolo and make money because that's not what i'm about and i'm trying to really protect like you know uh oh junior you said in video was gonna go to three thousand dollars and it only went up to one thousand dollars and i bought. calls, right? Like, that's the type of thing that I'm trying to avoid. And I hope that, you know, as you're managing your friend and family's play money, uh, I like that you like kind of emphasize that, uh, that you keep that sort of thing in mind is that you don't want to burn your friends or family, even if it's by accident, right, you can totally be heads down and think like this is going to be the next big shot for you know what you want to do in your career because um, i don't i actually don't know how old you are either um but uh yeah i'm not going to go down that route i think if you your family and friends actually generally trust you then that's that's on them and that's your relationship with them and i'm not going to tell you or your friends to not trust each other like that's that's not what i'm about and that's not what this podcast is about um, jumping forward because I'm just gonna be spicy like that um, <laughs> you talk about hosting your website on a uh, Raspberry Pi uh, I cannot think of like anything worse uh, just use Heroku or just use a, a lighthouse instance from AWS um, you know if you want to do Raspberry Pi uh, and host your website on there because it looks cool by all means you're just creating a cred app so you're you don't need that intensive processing power. Like I totally get it, and re- hosting on Raspberry Pi is pretty cool. We have some users in the Discord that would just probably like listening right now. Is like, whoa, that's so cool! Oh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> talking about you, major, <laughs> and 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 slow motion and empty cans. We have a lot of Raspberry Pi people, um, but anyway, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, just get your idea off the floor maybe like start tracking some things on a spreadsheet like you really don't need a website to be honest Um, if you want to really prove uh, that you can make uh, a return you might as well just use a spreadsheet and give access to your friends and family uh, you know read access to that spreadsheet so they can view uh, what you're logging and I think that's it you need to be extra safe um when you actually do start trading um there i consider depending on how much capital you are uh, investing for them i'd look at delta neutral strat- strategies or try to replicate what the safer hedge funds would would do um just because you're playing with more money than you probably have in your own individual account if that's not true don't let me assume that like my bad oh, my bad but like i'm just you know <laughs> i'm assuming here just because you said friends and family and i'm assuming you're a good person if you have that many people that trust you so um be careful because you're trained with more money you're gonna also be lo- uh losing more money i'm not dooming you either you're gonna make you could possibly make money but you're gonna lose some money in the process like you don't just go up from uh your you know principal. um what else what else can i say what else can i say um I like that you're a user on the website already Uh, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to just uh, you know log the trades on the website and just in the notes maybe say you know give each of one of your family or friend members a nickname and just be like nickname trade number one nickname uh, trade number two and all that stuff uh, and go from there Um, I haven't reviewed your profile but I feel unqualified to do that i only manage my own individual portfolio um <laughs> i mean i tell my mom what stocks to buy sometimes like home depot and nvidia but like really that's just like kind of like gut oogla boogla stuff i don't take credit for that I've, I've, she kills it because she doesn't like um she does not sell like she just buys and it just stays in there and <laughs> yeah this is this is paying uh respect to my uh, episode a long time ago that says that girls are better investors because they just they just don't care so they just buy it and it just stays in there they don't try to overmanage or anything. <laughs> oh, Judy, you're assuming things, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I think you're a bad person now. <laughs> oh, man. The internet is getting crazy now And everyone's so on edge Because everyone's just at home Grumpy and quarantine Like, I hope that If you're listening to this right now That you really just take Everything that I say With, like, a grain of salt Like, it really is not That serious, fam Like, I- I'm just I'm just a kid In his room alone Talking to a mic It's not that serious Like, you, you yeah. <laughs> Okay Uh, Kettle Uh, just just be really careful um i can't really help you beyond just like the tech tips of you know just host on heroku and learn that way uh i don't really know what you're gonna build well i thought you were just gonna build a crud app it sounds like you just want to build possibly like a theta game clone and just go from there which i totally support go for it i mean if you want to host on raspberry pi you you do what you want to do like don't let me stop you because uh, learning new skills is always important, keeps the mind uh, active and happy. But um, in realer things, just be extremely careful. You are handling other people's money. Uh, you might want to protect yourself with some sort of clause saying that you know this is uh, money you can't afford to lose for them and that they won't sue you and all that stuff because money changes people. It gets really, really crazy. and. Again, I don't know how old you are, I don't know how life, how much life experience you have, but that is my number one concern. Uh, good luck to you and thanks for writing in. All right, uh, we're reading all the emails today. This is an email from Kevin. Hey Junie, great podcast and website, thanks for all you do. I had a quick question on how net premium is calculated on the website. Is that supposed to be the total p for the year? Uh, Kevin then goes into a uh, example. Uh, which I will not read, because it's a bit hard to follow if you're just listening on the podcast here. And it says, again, loving the work you do. I've learned a lot from you, and most importantly, having a lot of uh, fun trading Theta. Great, you're having fun. That is the most important thing, and I feel great about that already. If I'm part of your fun and your ability to have fun in trading in the stock market, I, that that's my dream. That's it. Um, the reason why p is not tracked on the website uh, is that, I don't want you to f- feel the pressure of having to input every single trade. This pays homage to like uh, a few sections in this podcast ago where I said, like, I don't want you to feel like you have to input every single trade. I want that to be a choice. I want it to be fun. Uh, I want it to be intuitive, etc. But having you feel like you have the choice to upload a trade, I feel like makes the site just a little bit like, more friendly. I don't want you to feel like you need to flex your PNL either, like your profit loss. Like there's no real reason you need to do that. People shouldn't really care about how much money or how much profit you have because it's always based on a percentage. And you know, if you're a trillionaire and you've made a hundred k in the stock market, uh, you know, it might look cool to a college student that thinks hundred k, you know, is just a whole bunch of money. Uh, but you start talking to like seasoned investors and stuff and they'll tell you like wow you know that's actually not not as much as you should have made if you like invested properly or just put in a standard amount for just spy or something right like you didn't beat spy with that type of calculation so um net premium was the alternative for that so i i put in net premium instead of total PL because net premium is just a number that basically goes up like you write all these covered calls you write these options you might win some options lose some options this is just the amount of net premium that you've made net premium is not equal to the profit loss uh because my net premium for this year is um 2021 is fifty six thousand dollars 928 bucks um and my profit loss in my tastyworks terminal that i show on every tuesday twitch.tv is hovering around like 32k so net premium it's a cool number it shows you like how much premium you've raked in and it's like it's it's just cool it's not very definitive it doesn't tell you all that much um beyond just like how how much you might actively trade or like how long you've been on the website if you look at the past year that you had net premium for last year um but really uh there's a good chance that net premium might go away just because of how um i won't say useless because it is cool and if you're a newer trader the net premium feature is pretty cool Uh, because you know you do your first covered call and then you see that you receive seven bucks in credit for your cover call on Ford or something right like it's it's cool it's very cool to look at but it doesn't tell you all that much I like the wins and loss percentage a little bit more but my favorite statistic on your profile is the average trade length I really like to see um, like how long you keep a trade open on average um, because that gives a lot of insight into how you use the website as well. Like, if you're constantly being that person that um, just opens and closes their trades right away, like maybe you're just backlogging your trades all the time. If you have an average trade length of like less than one day, it's like I can't really get a good gauge on how real of the profile I'm looking at. So, it's things like that that are. Um, better for the website as opposed to um like total pnl or profit loss like i don't want you to feel that pressure um but also it's like almost meaningless pressure because no one knows your net worth and you know your profit loss according to your net worth that percentage is really important because how do we know if you're just even beating spy which i think is a very common standard for you know calling yourself like a like a a a trader that's you know (laughs) and i can say a hardcore trader but definitely like out of being a casual investor like someone that just invests in their ira and stuff that might be in line with like spy or something so thanks for writing in uh kevin i hope that answered your question and um hope you you know get a little bit of insight into how i think about when i make these decisions about the website um great question uh i've never i don't think i've actually ever addressed this on the podcast or if I did, it was brought up in a different context. But this was this was great. Thank you for writing in. Holy moly, this one's uh, we have a lot of emails. Um, and just because you know today is a non-busy day for me, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna squeeze them all in. Uh, Ross writes in, Hey Junie, I a 21 year old male. He writes 21M. He didn't write that out. <laughs> He's not that weird. Uh, Caught you on stream last week, uh, just before episode 108 dropped. Uh, when you said the topic would be on debt, I got excited, get nervous. I'm about to graduate undergraduate college with zero debt. Congrats. But plan on enrolling on dental school one year from today if I get accepted. I will be taking on six-figure debt of student loans, and the thought of that honestly scares me. Through good fortune, my inheritance has grown to 88 k in a Vanguard account that has historically earned 14% annually for the last 21 years. My question to you is what should i do with this money in regards to dental school should i keep it invested and pay for dental school 100 percent through loans and keep the gains coming or should i sell enough to pay one year of dental school 60k depending on where i enroll or some alternative strategy i know you're not a financial analyst but i value your opinion and advice keep up the good work and i hope to support you on patreon one day when i have zero debt thank you okay uh first of all ross congrats um I don't know if you've gotten accepted yet or if you're just in the application process but just like congrats dude you graduated undergraduate college with zero debt you're about to go to dental school i i feel like you're going to get in somewhere somewhere is going to want you um and uh you're you got an inheritance of 88k that is a very very responsible family you have uh, being able to set you up with that you're a very fortunate person um you know a lot of people would be jealous or envious of you in this situation um but just know that like if anyone ever pokes fun at you for this type of stuff they're not in a good place right um i was not as fortunate as you um you know getting an inheritance at you know that age but i'm just gonna say congrats uh and even more of a congrats that you're choosing to do like responsible things with this you're not choosing to go and buy like uh, like extraneous things, like you're you're questioning if you should use it for your dental school, which I think is awesome, or even keeping it in your in the account to continue growing. So you're on a really good path, and dental school and beyond. I wish you the best, and I I, don't, I feel like I don't even need to wish you the best. I feel like you have the, the your the, your head between your shoulders and you know what you're doing. So uh, good luck with that. Um, before um, you know, I go into this I want to just remind everyone and as you've reminded everyone uh, in your email uh, I am not a financial analyst um, I do appreciate that you value my opinion and advice um, and I also do not care if you join patreon I just care if you show up to the Twitch stream so just say just say what's up just say hey Junie thanks for replying to my email and then uh, yeah do just be good vibes um, so I took a little break and when I read this email, thought about like what I would do, what questions I would ask, and definitely cross-reference any of my reasoning, any of my, um, you know, decisions that I lay out, because I could just be missing a huge chunk of calculation that might just make this all meaningless. But I hope that you can find some truth in things that I say, and it could give you, it could be a good conversation starter for, um, you know, whoever you talk to that's more qualified. Okay, um, the main thing that I think I want to just discuss is the fact that I would not want to pay off the first year of dental school with 60K uh, if you only have 88K of inheritance. Um, the main reason being that interest rates are pretty low right now. You see that from your friends are potentially buying houses, or I definitely see that in my friends buying houses or just um, getting loans on credit for cars and stuff, like interest rates are super low. So hopefully you get a really good interest rate on your loan that you take out for a dental school. Um, the other reason why I wouldn't wanna pay the 60K is because it's only the first year. It's not like you're asking me like, hey Junie, I have the choice to pay off my dental school in full. So should I pay off my dental school in full or um, should I not? Cause that one would be easy. That would be an easy decision for me. I would absolutely just pay off my dental school in full. A lot of people wouldn't agree with me in in that scenario because a lot of people like saying like you should always be on margin, try to make money work for you as much as possible, whatever. But you know, from the debt episode, you should understand like how how I operate and how I think. So but that's just that's just me. However, in this example, you're asking if you should just pay for one year of dental school. And in my eyes, and you're talking to, or you're, you're emailing the dude that's notorious for paying off debts early. And this dude that's notorious for paying off debts early is telling you to not pay off this debt early. And uh, reason one being interest rates being low. Reason two is you might pay less, I and mean, this definitely depends on if you start your payments right when you start school or if you um, if you start after you graduate or only when you start working or only when you first start a job or after your grace period after you graduate. Like there's so many different term sheets that you can possibly sign up for, so definitely ask about that. But um, if you are choosing, to eliminate like a good like 80% of your um, retirement account or not your retirement account, your inheritance account um, to just pay off one year dental school, personally, that would feel bad to me. Like I would not feel good doing the decision. I'd rather just take out the loan in full and just work and pay it off then. And then the 88K, I can choose to do whatever I need to do when I graduate, cause when you graduate dental school, I, I don't even know if you're, if you might live with your parents while you're in dental school, that might save a lot of money. Um, you might not, or you might, um, you know, decide to be very frugal while you're in dental school and whatnot, but all these things, um, y- you can do these mitigations, like low interest rate, being frugal, being smart with your money, keeping your money invested, you're keeping your 88K invested while you're in dental school. You can do all these things that can mitigate paying for that one year of extra dental, or uh, paying for that one year of dental school through a loan instead of paying it off, and then reevaluating after you graduate with that eighty-eight k uh, account that has accrued value because you're going to dental dental school for like four more years. That eighty-eight k will potentially go up fourteen percent every year for the next four years, and then you'll have that lump sum to then make a choice after you graduate, and so. That choice, I think, is one of the more important points that I'd emphasize is that that choice, like in Magic the Gathering, and I'm going full nerd mode right now because I know you're in dental school. So we're nerds. Uh, In Magic the Gathering, it is the, the most powerful position in Magic the Gathering is when you have choices right? If you're a mono red deck, yes, you are fast. You can kill people really fast. You can burn people really fast. Yes, I agree. It's pretty powerful. But if you have a blue white deck that has all the choices available at instant speed, you are the unmatched control deck. Like you have all the power in the world to do whatever you want. Having choices is very, very important. And that's why Um, you know after you graduate having this lump sum of deciding to hey you know what if I want to use this lump sum to aggressively pay off the loans um, uh, to you know balance out the one year of done school uh, on a loan I did take out right like uh, instead of paying you know the $200 minimum uh, outside of college I I have no idea uh, you know how long these loans are for how long you're going to take one out for but imagine. If instead of making the minimum payment after you graduate, because you have like roughly, you know, uh, 120K in your portfolio, uh, then when you graduate, you can pay like double the minimum or triple the minimum. And you can be debt free way sooner and be more comfortable when making these payments because you have a very sizable account that's making a very large percentage. Remember that when you have more money invested, that percentage means more. And that's what I think is most important to me is knowing that like hey, you know your you're, um whoever left this behind for you. Sorry for your loss by the way. I didn't mention that, but it, I just didn't notice that it's an inherent. So yeah, sorry for your sorry for your loss. The person that left it for you uh, is going to be proud of you no matter like what you decide to do with it. Uh, and, and these choices obviously like paying dental school or you know paying for dental school later. Um, but you're very lucky for having this choice and you're, and I just wanted to remind you that you're in a very powerful position right now and with powerful decisions, you need like a very powerful counsel. So definitely make sure that you talk to your parents, talk to your grandparents, talk to your aunties, uncles, you know, maybe bring it up to trusted friends and stuff, but, and definitely bring it up to a school counselor. You know, I, one thing I would argue against is, you know, taking all their information from a loan officer because the loan officer's job is to get you on that loan so ask for data points from the loan officer don't try to ask them their opinion of what you should do that's sh- that i think is a decision that you need to ultimately make and definitely don't make any decision on the first phone call like if anything just tell them like hey you're very interested and you'll call back like in in an hour and but just don't make the decision first the first phone call like, i think that's like one of the worst things that you could do because there there is some haggle room wiggle room whatever um if for interest rates and uh yeah i don't have any subreddits to specifically shout you out one maybe if you drop by the twitch stream say hi uh we can go through and look up some i'm not sh- i'm not sure if, if <laughs> uh we've definitely been running uh over time on the twitch streams which i'm kind of thankful for but uh yeah hope this answers your question um very very uh thankful for you uh trusting me with this like information and sharing it with me uh it's it it's really crazy the the bonds that you develop for just talking to a mic and just pressing the publish button and strangers listen to the podcast and they think you're you know uh Uh, homey enough to share these things with. So, Ross, uh, I hope you do uh, well in dental school, and uh, you're making everybody proud. Okay, hey, uh, just because we been doing a lot of emails, uh, I think I'm just gonna keep it going. I had a entire episode ready to go today. Uh, I had script points ready to talk about them, but we'll talk about you know more trading specific um, opinions of mine uh, next week. I'm just gonna keep the email train going. This is an email subject title called "Greed and a Devastating Loss," um, and so. These types of emails, you know, definitely uh, some of the harder to read, um, but it's, they're like the most real, and I feel like I connect with these emails the most, because I've definitely been in these situations before, um, thankfully, uh, right, because of just how I've been trading for the, like, the last, like, three years, just, like, very, I mean, very strict, um, I've turned that all around, and I've been better since, so. Um, just know that uh, AG, is the person I'm writing this in, AG, if I can do it, a regular person. I, I say this all the time. I'm a regular trader. I'm not a hedge fund person. I'm not a financial analyst. I'm not any of these things. But if you really, really, and I mean really, really, if you pretend <laughs> to just just be this very disciplined person, maybe one day you can just end up just being a robot trading, right? Like A lot of trading is just being a robot not getting caught up in emotion not getting caught up in greed and all all that what all that jazz um but ag thank you for writing this in i'll go ahead and read this email we'll take a quick pause and then i'll give some input on it okay Uh, so this goes hey junie i like to think there's a valuable lesson here and i'd like to share my very recent experience getting got harder than i ever dreamed possible maybe it's fit for the podcast maybe not I had opened one put credit spread in Riot blockchain and closed two weeks early in August with nearly 80% profit realized and around a 6% pre-tax profit. I thought it would be smart, LOL, to reinvest in another security with the same expiration to net a higher return overall on my cash instead of holding on to expiration. My wandering eyes turned to spreads on UCO, a leveraged oil ETF, Eight days to expiration, nearly five percent return on cash net of fees, twelve percent of the money. That absolutely fat returns should have been an indication something was wrong. But I thought I knew the oil market was bullish and went in all in on the spreads. Despite initial bullishness, the weekend after opening this position, I was quite literally losing sleep over it, even though the security was still greater than eleven percent of the money with less than one week to expiration. I ignored my feelings and held, thinking what news could possibly drag it down that much. But looking back, my trade anxiety, which is rare for me, should have been an indication to close at least a portion of the position immediately at a moderate loss, if only for a peace of mind. Now, four days later and the losses have been devastating. I've closed my position for around 60% max loss, reversing all my 2021 gains and then some. Roughly 30k. My day-to-day life won't change as I live half off of my income and invest the other half. But nonetheless, the loss in momentum to my portfolio pains me. It feels like I just erased 8 months of my life. Even more brutal is the fact that I could have just let my riot expire with a healthy 6% monthly pre-tax profit and been happy. But instead, I tried to overthink and micro-optimize my cash. While I can sit here and say I should have known about the Fed minutes or I should have known about variant blah blah, beyond all that, I simply was not comfortable with the position, and on those grounds alone, I should have closed the following day or days, even at a slight loss. Key takeaways for me Be wary of returns that seem too good to be true. Listen to your gut. Know when to spot a trade opened out of greed so you're not in a mess. Don't over allocate to over to don't over allocate to high risk trades and of course fire Jerome Powell. If you think there's anything available, anything valuable to share, maybe it'll convince someone not to do what I did, please do so. Hopefully this is the last time I have to learn these lessons. Best A G. Wow. Right? Like this these are the types of emails where you're just yo know, oh my god! you're like, wow. You're first off ag you're a fantastic writer um yeah i mean this was i when i say hard to read i don't mean like grammar mistakes or syntax or any of that stuff i mean it's just like the story of like these types of emails are always so like real (laughs) like i feel it i feel it um right off the bat just gonna say one more time you will get out of this it is it is very easy to replicate something that you're actually good at. Uh, if you had that much gains in 2021, of course, you know you said that you reversed all those gains and then some. Uh, you can get those again. Prove to everybody that it wasn't luck. Uh, dial back your risk tolerance and uh, start from there. Um, I guess the the best thing to do. Uh, is just like kind of just like go line by line. I love how you write like this. This is, this is how I write as well, um, especially like if I write some Quora post or something. Um, but let's just read line by line. Um, maybe it's fit for the podcast, maybe not. Yep, yeah, I think this is very fit for the podcast. Thank you for writing in. Um, you mentioned uh, that you could have just held to expiration on one of the put credit spreads. For Riot Blockchain, um, not taking profit at a fifty percent trigger uh, can lead you to tilt. So be careful. Uh, if in your decision to trade more responsibly and you start trading again, try not to go so um, uh, heads down on holding things to expiration to get every single last dollar. That's a lot. That's a that's a really Big reason why a lot of people fail is because they don't have any sort of early terminal action that they can do on their trades that are winning because people always think that they can get they can win just a little bit more, which you know is a kind of a poor choice of words right now because it's just what the email subject is, or <laughs> because you know greed is a thing. So, just when you're selling put credit spreads or call credit spreads, this is just for everyone, uh, put your triggers on if. At the fifty percent trigger, it goes off. If you want to re-enter, just re-enter the trade. There's nothing that gates you from re-entering the trade. It's totally fine. Maybe if you have the pattern day trader thing, like if you don't have twenty five k in your portfolio, um, but that should just be an inspiration for you to get twenty five k in your portfolio through all the deposits and all that responsible uh, jazz. Um, but uh, yeah, going downwards um, after discussing, you know, fifty uh, percent triggers, um, trading. Like leveraged ETFs is extremely dangerous, uh, especially options on leveraged ETFs. Uh, you have to really know what you're doing. And you mentioned it here, like, you know, some some, some parts of this you weren't comfortable with. Um, you know, don't over allocate to high risk trades. And if you just see leveraged in that ETF description, yeah, you just gotta not do those or definitely make sure that you have a hard rule in your system somewhere where if you want to do a leveraged ETF, if you want to trade a leveraged ETF, maybe you have this very, very hard rule that you can only use maximum 2% of your portfolio, 1% of your portfolio on the max loss for that trade. And that might be a healthy way to jump back in. I could see people. Oh, Judy, dude, AG just lost. Oh, hell of money on. Oh, call, call or spread spreads on. Uh, leverage ETFs. How are you gonna? How, how are you gonna suggest so that like he goes back in? Why can't I be a teacher like you, Junior? Look, you gotta. You gotta give people a realistic path to get to trading. How they want to trade. If you, if I were to just sit here and just say like, "Hey, you need to follow my system if you want to make money," I think mean, that's pretty scummy. So I'm trying to tailor what I would do uh, if I were in their position with their with their mindset. Because yes, you get got one time, but this this level of greed happens to everyone. Like I've mentioned, it's happened to me. So this is a common theme, and if i don't find ways to be relevant or find relevancy in you know what you've opened up to about me there's less of a chance for me to click with the things that i say so when i say these things of like one percent or two percent yeah to a very hardcore veteran financial analyst hedge fund manager yes that's a lot of money but we're also not talking about millions of dollars we're talking about someone that's trying to get back on their feet and have fun trading again so that's what i mean about the one percent two percent thing um going out yeah the the date to expiration on this thing pretty short you're uh, at risk for uh your yeah, you're at risk for gamma risk uh, that's something to look up if you are bored uh that is uh when you are short an option and you don't have that much time left uh price swings heavily heavily affect your option price um what else is here uh i like that you mentioned that your trade anxiety is rare uh this means that this type of trade is very out of pocket for you it's not it's not a rare trade that you normally do and i love that you just recognize on your own that's good let's keep it that way let's keep these rare let's keep these small right with the one percent two percent thing possibly um i want to just open up and say like me closing out a trade for a loss early is also very hard right like i have roughly four thousand people looking at my trades every week and yeah when i do record losses there is like a voice in the back of my head saying like oh man yeah people are just going to relish in the fact that you know i'm showing a loss i took a loss but it's all part of the process i understand that you know sometimes uh i do make plays that i just don't feel comfortable with namely like some tesla plays i've made I've made some uh, riskier Shopify plays that I did not like. Um, but all of that has been balanced out with like my steady uh, history of trading other things I'm way more comfortable with, like you, right? You, have, you had steady gains in 2021 that you were doing really well on. And it's just this one moment where you um, got got. So going, in, uh, going back in, uh, we're looking at uh, your day-to-day life won't change um, that you live half of your income on half of your income and you invest the other half. I think that's great. Shows that you have a very, um, yeah, you have a very steady plan for what you're doing. And not a lot of people have that plan. So you're already ahead of the curve. Even when you took this loss, you're still way, way ahead of the curve. Uh, you have it bolded here. You say, it feels like I just raced eight months of my life. I have been there and back. I have been there and back, and I've made all of that back in these last three years and then more. Uh, Things really start to change after that one thing that happens to you that you're just sick and tired of. And this might be it. You might get got one more time, right? But there's, I think, this is my personal opinion, you don't just always be a good trader like you become a great trader after something like this happens. And you'll always reflect back on these types of moments and you'll always have this frame of reference for all the scary things that could possibly happen in the future, because life is unfair sometimes. Uh, you know, your 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 uh, leveraged ETF could have gone to the moon. Uh, it, you could have made a good bunch of money, but who knows, maybe after it mooned, you then went super all in. Maybe you took margin out and then you were like, "Wow, I'm really good at this." And you did another play, and then that one failed, right? Things could be way worse. We're we're lucky that you got got uh, early enough in the process where you're not where you didn't use margin or money that you didn't uh, uh, own. So that's good. Um, I like that you quoted a few things like I should have known about the Fed minutes, or I should have known about the COVID variant, blah 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 um but yeah i would say that too like a lot of that is just blah blah, blah. a lot of that's just oula boogla. no one knows what how the market interprets things these are just headlines that you know the big hedge firms want us to click on um and then just gonna say just say it one more time because i think you summed it up here best the key takeaways for you are be wary of returns that seem too good to be true listen to your gut know when to spot a trade open out greed so you're not even in the mess don't over-allocate to high-risk trades, and of course, fire Trump Powell. <laughs> um a few things, or a few last things. Sorry, this this has been a really long episode. It's just been about emails. We'll get back to ske- scheduled schedule programming next next week. Um, but be wary of returns that seem too good to be true. So, I mean, we we look at Irony Man from Wall Street Bets, uh, where he learned about box spreads and then got super got. Right, that is returns that seem to be to be good to, <laughs> too good to be true. Um, listening to your gut, I have opinions about that. Uh, I think your gut is right in a lot of things, but don't mix gut with emotion. Uh, you know, your gut might say this might moon. Your gut might say this might crash, but that doesn't mean buy calls and or buy puts. Right, listen to your gut. I think in this context is. Um, is good because you know in your gut you you knew that you weren't safe but uh you know to any person that might just skip to the end of this podcast and listen to me saying listen to your gut yeah it, if you think it's gonna moon don't listen to your gut uh and buy calls if you think it's gonna crash don't listen to your gut and buy puts you should definitely do that on different cadences different cadences um no one to spot a trade open out of greed so you're not even in the mess um that one's that one's very hindsight or retrospect 2020 right when the greed monster is on your shoulder telling you to do this sort of play it's very very hard to tell when the trade is open out of greed something that i would uh offer you to do is like Look at the trade notes that you did for this trade. Did you even log it? Maybe, you know, if you didn't log it, like, were you ashamed of logging it? Maybe that's a good way of determining whether or not you open a trade out greed or if it's too risky, right? Like, if you lose on that trade and people know that you lost on that trade, is it going to be too embarrassing? And that, that could be a good sign that you're over-allocating, right? Because, like, no one cares if you lose 20 bucks. You don't care if you lose 20 bucks. So you're going to log that you lost 20 bucks. But if you lose like $30,000, you know, you might care that you lost $30,000 and other people might care that you lost $30,000. And that I think is some of the best um, positives that comes out of logging, at least for me. 4,000 people look at my trades. I have to trade responsibly. Uh, I I might not have to act responsibly because quite frankly, on on the podcast, I act like a kid on a Twitch stream, I act like a kid, but that's because... I'm trying to show that you don't need to be all serious and whatnot. I'm not scolding you by any means, AG. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, you still feel invited to the Twitch stream. You still want to use the website. You still want to do everything in your power to make sure that, you know, you make out of this okay and you feel good about trading for the rest of your life. Because a lot of people get got and then choose to never trade again. And you can see how that really messes up your retirement later. Not saying like oh yeah you gotta you gotta be in the stock market to make a good living or and stuff because you could do other hobbies you could create a website you could create a Patreon you could be on YouTube you can teach music you can do all these other things but income from just passive investing is great and it really speeds up this process so it'd be a shame if you quit now uh, despite learning uh, or on top of learning all of this uh, that you just learned all these lessons that all these key takeaways that you you've learned so you'll you leave with the last line here if you think there's anything valuable here to share maybe i'll convince someone not to do what i did or what he did please do so hopefully this is the last thing i have to learn these this is hopefully this is the last time i have to learn these lessons best ag (sighs) wow yeah so let this be a reminder it it does not matter like how how comfortable you feel like you're doing because you know, if he's reversed his 20-21 gains and then some, and there was a 30K loss, uh, it means he was doing pretty awesome up until, this, up until this point. And you can be doing awesome up until this point, and so can I. I'm actually up like around 30K as well. I'm up like 32. Um, and, you know, reading these emails, talking about these, it gives me a good chance to reflect. Uh, if you're listening to this on the way to work, if you're listening to this just like chilling, maybe you're working on a few... Uh, door projects you're trafficking planes you're doing all this all these other fun things if you're up in the market right now you're very lucky you're very lucky there are a lot of people that i trigger on twitter because they don't even have a green profit loss though they like preach that oh you gotta diversify oh put put your stop losses on uh I'm gonna tell you what to do even though I don't show you any of my trades or I, I don't got any proof to show that I'm any good but but I'm gonna give you a hard time because you're so real. <laughs> no, I'm just that that last bit was just that, that was a little bit of hyperbole, but <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um yeah. At any time you can get got. We can have the Delta variant come up with, uh, you know, there could be a huge news on Delta variant on Monday. You have to be ready. And I, when I mean ready, I don't mean like buy puts and get ready for that. I mean, just be mentally ready because every trader gets got. If you have not gotten got yet, I'm not wishing doom on you, but there's a good chance you'll get got later. And you might be one of the ones writing in, this e- writing in an email saying, hey, Junie, you're right you got i got got and um i didn't think i would and here i am right i've, I've read a, quite a few of those in this podcast already and so just really take this as a really positive message going forward uh at least for you know the the rest of this month for whatever short attention span that we all have right because we always forget things that we say that we would do or that we would learn from but for the rest of this month just be more cognizant of your trades and um Yeah, remember that trading is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun trading, if you're stressed all the time, that is a big sign to stop. That is a huge, huge sign to stop whatever you're doing uh, because as soon as you get tilted, that's when you start doing the all-in type of stuff. You might take a big devastating loss and you're like, oh well, you know, I only got $100,000 left in my portfolio. I'm just gonna bet it all on AMD calls, right? Because maybe you're a millionaire and you only have 100K left or something right? Like that, that's the type of stuff where you start losing track of like how much things really are. Like a hundred K to me is a huge amount of money. hundred K to a billionaire or millionaire, maybe not so much. Um, that said like a, a $1,000 loss for a college student is a huge deal. A $1,000 loss to me now, not so much. A few years ago, it would have been, it would have been tear jerking. <laughs> but this is a progression i've learned and gotten got a lot in my process um and yeah i'm just thankful that i have a platform where people again uh respect um what i have to say and i respect what people have to say when they write in thank you for everyone that's written in uh, for the emails and let's get to the outro Holy moly, my voice uh I think it's almost gone. I like, it feels weird to talk Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, also we're in the outro, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my time. I'm t- Dude, I spent like I think a good two and a half hours on this podcast episode. I recorded re-recorded a lot of different bits because I just like caught myself like repeating the things I was saying because uh, I'm just really bad at tangents and sometimes I go in a circle, uh, but, uh, yeah, I just opened a can of Diet Half and Half, uh, you know, the Arnold Palmer Half and Half, um, yeah, I'm a fan of Diet Soda, um, but yeah, this is just one of my more recent finds, apparently there's Diet Baja Blast, um, uh, in the stores now, that, which is incredible, if I can get myself a few cases of those, I'd be ecstatic. Um, but give me one second. Oh, that feels so good. Ooh, okay. You can follow me on Twitch at and you can follow me on Twitter at RealThay. Email me at Junie at thetagang.com Theta Gang is proudly partner with Tasty Works and signing up with a the Theta Game referral code is a huge help. It's Thadda Gang one word all caps. If you've already used the uh, referral code, please email me at Juni at ThaddaGang.com. I'll get you squared away also uh key announcement if you've already been added to the trade alerts um and you've been <laughs> most of you have been on there for months um i'm finally getting rid of everyone that's not a patron uh and just respecting that there's going to be a one month uh policy from here on out because there's just it's just growing into too big of a list to manage uh, because my process for um cleaning the roster is very ui driven and sometimes it's like a pain in the butt to like scroll through like the the entire list um so managing just a list of patrons seems to be better or just a, a list of users that use the page uh the the theta game referral code that for just a month seems way easier uh, so thank you for those that have used it already i hope you enjoyed your free extra months for being on trade alerts um you know just trying to prove to more and more people that my uh, trading is legit and my trading style works no matter how boring it is. Um, but it's been fun. Um, but yeah, you can sign up with a the Thady Referral Code on for Tasterworks and uh, you'll get a cherry flare on the website and get one month access now on the Twitter alerts. Um, extended shout outs is, uh, let me see here. So we got Pocket Change, Andrew EC, Kim, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZM, Malab, Johnny B Good, Jackie B o. 2 Empty Cans, Mods, X Galaxy, Royal, Mitch 87, 7, NSIS 88, Greg Thomas, GJ Wilson, uh, Beans, J, Kim, Statistic Ram, Thomas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, J- Jeffrey 86, um, Island Bell, Wheaton, Nah, Cheese, Mopman, 1856, Chibonis, and Mahadian, Little, Little Mr. Sneedy, Menno Dundon, Grandpa, 95, Goronis, Salami, Leo Jess, and Fancy Wolf, Ma- Maestro XC, Nathan River, Jacinda, Wolf, Klein, Orphis, Fury, Better Chicken Dinner, Slava Litvin, Ivan Erickanov, Red Green Blue, Essential, Arfman, Lord Scout, Tortoise, Reservas, Adjuster, Chris McComboy, Kaput, Shifty, and AG. I'm trying to see here. I usually end off with Ensis 88 but I don't remember him oh right <laughs> it's because okay so and uh, I, I guess i do have to say this disclaimer now so like if you are a patron if you've been a patron for a month you can email me at juniathetagang.com and if you want to pay for an entire year of uh the theta gang uh annual subscription um then you can just pay me 500 dollars with a paypal invoice um and you'll get 13 months so that totals out to around like 37 or 38 bucks per month. Um, and wait, let me just do the math real quick. So that's $500 divided by 13. Yeah, so it's $38.46 per month, which is a huge cost savings for like half the people in the Patreon subscription. Um, I'm doing this mainly uh, because I want there to be more room on the lower tiers because a lot of people I can imagine just go to the Patreon page and they're like, wow, hundred bucks a month that seems kinda of steep or eighty dollars a month that seems kinda of steep too. Um but, you know, when I first started the the entire uh Patreon thing, my entire uh goal was keeping the community small or smaller and then growing slowly from there. And I'm at that crux now where I'm looking to take on more people just slowly. So that's why I say you have to be a patron first for an entire month and then you can get that annual rate. Um because also, you know, maybe you're not a good fit in the community and, you know, you, you know, you being committed to a year, I can just be like, you know, what maybe it's just better if we part ways like that that kind of thing. Not that I have a problem with anyone in Discord right now, but I'm just kind of using this as a one of the other reasons why the annual subscription has to be like kind of gated because i don't want people to just go straight into the annual subscription without getting some sort of test and feel of how well you interact with everyone else in discord because i've gotten extremely extremely lucky and i'm very grateful for the people that we have in the discord already like it puts a smile on my face every time you know every monday market open there's good mornings in the chat and there's just like, on red days, you know, someone else mentioned the Discord. On red days, we're laughing in the Discord. And it, it's just, that's the best part, right? Like, it's not, there's no trailers, there's no Juni trade, It's like, it's, not, it's none of that. It's just good vibes. And I thank everyone uh, that continues to support me and continues, um, you know, being a sponsor of the culture that we're, you know, forming as a team together. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess this was all spawned by NSYS88 joining the annual plan, uh, that's moving you, like, up the list. Not saying that the annual plan moves you up the list, or if there's any definitive order to the list of patrons that I talk about, but I think because I edited one row, this one got shifted way towards the top, or got replaced. So, NSYS, you're officially, like, in the middle somewhere. (laughs) Um, but, yeah. Um... Anything else? Uh. Oh yeah. Yeah, this one's just gonna be a super long episode. I'm just gonna talk. I haven't done one of these in a while, and this is my, I think my first podcast after being back with my parents. My mom is not doing that hot. Uh, she's like, she's not do, she's not doing well. She's very depressed, and it it's it feels like we've exhausted almost all the options um and now it's just in this like coping phase of you know calling more often and um just making sure that my mom is happy for like however long she might still be around uh and it's coming in terms with that and uh things that help for anyone that might be like in a in a similar situation is that like you know taking care of someone that's like ill in this sort of context like depressed and you know you know not happy it could get frustrating at times cuz sometimes you're just like can you just please try this or can you please take this medicine? Can you please, you know, talk to me? Can you please like, you don't have to like stop talking when you like get uncomfortable. I'm here for you, but then they stop talking. It is very, very hard. And I, I am the pride and joy of my mom's life. My mom is here because of me today, for sure. Like we talk about the story all the time. When I lived in El Camino Real, in Marina Bay or Marina, uh, or Marina Bay Monterey Bay, uh, there's a trailer park called El Camino Real. Um, And I was four years old, uh, and I was like playing with my toys. I had like this, I had a favorite Batmobile toy that my my friend gave me that was from the trailer park. I was playing with that in like the living room with the trailer. And my parents sit me down and, uh, they're like, okay, Austin, like, uh, who do you, who do you like more? Right. And then I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just, I I just think it's almost like a joke. Uh, and I'm just like, I like, I like, I like dad more. Like, duh. (laughs) I was just like, duh. Yeah. Of course I like appa more. Um, not sure why he was like never home he was like always studying he, he was like becoming a, a dentist at the time um but yeah i picked my dad i said yeah appa, I, I like appa more and then at the end of the day i don't even remember what time it was maybe it was like an hour after or a few hours after i find myself in the back of my dad's car and he says we're going to go to la and if you guys and girls don't know, the time difference between LA and Monterey Bay is six. It's a six-hour drive. And I learned um, that day that my parents, or that moment that my parents are separating, or getting divorced later, getting divorced. And um, I didn't really make sense of it at the time. I just knew that you know my mom and dad were over. Like I, I, I could understand that. Like I was able to understand that and I knew that by being my dad's backseat um that like I wasn't going to see my mom and like and uh oh my god <laughs> it's like, as as my dad started his um as a car I saw my mom um she was like sitting on the porch of the trailer and she was like crying like she was sitting down and her knees were to her chest and she was crying and she was like waving to me and I, I was like I I don't want to do this I want to go to Alma and then um, I remember my dad was like are you sure and he was like he was starting to cry too because i i was i was bawling my eyes out. i was like no i want to go on my please up please i want to go on my he's like are you sure i was like yes yes i am sure and then uh and this was all in korean at the time this is this that's how long ago this was because i didn't speak en- english was not my first language a lot of people are really shocked by that um but yeah i would this was all in korean i was like i i want i <laughs> want and then um he lets me out uh, and then me and my mom hug and then we basically wave bye to my dad and then um yeah I, I remember you know after he left like maybe a few minutes later I like asked for like a piece of like poster paper we had like a lot of paper for some reason um and then I drew a map of Monterey down to la i mean a map when you're four years old is like a circle with a line going downwards with another circle okay it's not i'm not a cartographer or anything but yeah a part of me thinks like i've saved my mom before and like i have all the power to save my mom again and it's the hard days where i feel like I can't do anything for my mom. It's like... It's like, hella frustrating, because... she doesn't like trust people and she's like very closed off and it's like i i get a lot of my tendencies in life from my mom like remember that whole remember that whole like debt thing where i don't like to muddy up money and like family and stuff like that's from my mom my mom is like that she doesn't give money to any of our family members she doesn't like giving money to friends or anything she doesn't do any of that and she pays off all her debts and everything i get a lot of my attributes from my mom. A lot of my mom's anxiety, which has led to this some of this depression and stuff. Um, But all I can do is just be the son that I've always been and just continue being a good person. (sighs) Like, everyone's going through it. I think... Just to end this on, like, a happier note, like, everyone everyone's going through it no matter how like how happy someone might be or someone might look or how someone um communicates however however someone might even like just walk around or something i don't know i don't know how to try to close this point but everyone is going through something so just be extra kind to people during these times because uh you know we could always just use another nice person in in uh in our lives because you know i get i i get a a good amount emails right sometimes like this month in particular Um, and in those emails sometimes patreon signups get lost and in my history of doing this patreon stuff there are a lot of people where if I sign them up late, they're just furious. They're, they start calling me natively. like They're like, oh, you're trying to scam me? Like, oh, well, you know, if I pay for it today, like, I should be signed up today, you know? It's like, sometimes I just don't see it. Like, I have, like, weird, really weird email settings because I put my judyathetagame.com email mixed with my personal one, so sometimes it gets lost. Um, but just, you know, just today, I signed up a new member. Um, And, uh, they, they asked me so nicely and I remember, uh, replying back and this, this all gonna make sense. If you're this new patron and you're listening to this fun, this podcast episode, uh, yeah. Thank you for asking so kindly. I've already replied to you saying like, yeah, continue being a good person. Thank you for being a nice person on the internet and not flaming me. I'm glad that we came to a quick and swift and peaceful resolution of this. Like it was all good. Um, Yeah that's that's it um sorry for the emotional dump i think i haven't done that uh in a long time because you know when i'm when i'm there with my mom yeah i do i do cry a little bit with my mama uh but i don't get to tell her a lot of these things that uh, i you know i talk about here because sometimes you know she's just having a really bad day and I don't want to bring up anything that might spark something worse though I do try to open up to her about a lot of these things that of like memories that we used to have of doing like very wholesome activities of like when we were like super poor like remember like I grew up in a trailer park um and the ability and the fact that my mom and my dad well my dad supported me right he paid child support and he's, he's a good father like I, I love I love my dad um and I love my stepdad too um I am very fortunate to be where I am in my life and my parents are a huge part of that. And so, that's it. I will see everybody next week. Being a good person is absolutely free of cost.